playing that one for Anna Heater this morning. Now, Patricia joins me. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. So uh, you're here to talk about an SBL that um, basically pairs refugees with Luxembourgers in an attempt to uh, show off the culture of Luxembourg and help integration. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, it's the main objective is to create spaces where intercultural dialogue can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, back in 2015, uh, Luxembourg got what it was, what was its first wave of re- refugee arrivals. And a, a lot of my colleagues started volunteering. Everyone, you know, was doing as best they could, all the institutions here, to receive this new wave of refugees. And what they quickly saw was that although refugees were very well provided for in their basic needs, they weren't really interacting out there. They weren't in- interacting outside of their foyers or their language classes. Sure. They weren't being part of like daily, common, real Luxembourgish life. So they started organizing concerts and cultural activities mm-hmm. to bring together Luxembourgers, residents of Luxembourg, and refugees to do something together, interact, communicate, connect. Fantastic. So what kind of events have been taking place already and what's coming up? Well, uh, we have been doing uh, a lot of uh, events inside the foyers, but that was back in the day where, you know, things were normal. Sure. We yeah. used to do uh, cooking workshops, and that was super fun. We, uh, we do like, you know, Luxembourgish, French uh, food uh, in the foyers or Syrian, Lebanese, Afghan cooking workshops. And, and that was beautiful because then we get together and eat. Sure. Um, I know we, Lisa was involved in a couple of those. She really enjoyed them. Yes, exactly. And uh, or we we, we still do Kulturausflug. So mm-hmm. that's uh, cultural outings. We'll go to a movie. We'll go to um, a museum exhibition. Actually, the last uh, sortie we did was here in Rotonde. We went we came with a group of really fun group. And we saw a movie about electronic music in Cairo. And so that was super fun. And then, you know, we we had something to drink together and talked about it. So that's the kind of spaces we open for people to connect and get together. We also have a few cultural programs and partnerships with some cultural institutions. We do monthly or bi-monthly visits to the uh, Bibliothèque Nationale which is such a beautiful place. And it's also full of wonderful, very useful, free resources. And a lot of people don't know that. Um, This summer, in in the middle of this crazy year where we couldn't do anything, we actually managed to um, program a series of cultural workshops at the Petrus Mm -hmm. down in the Grund. And this was fun and it was beautiful and it was great. But what was most amazing to me was that a lot of the people who participated in these ateliers in the summer had never been to the Petrus or the Grund. Wow. And this is like such an emblematic and amazingly beautiful part of Luxembourg. Of course, everyone at the end of the workshop was in love with this part of town. And so... These experiences are very transformative, not only because of the cooking that you're learning, but also because of the interaction or the places that you get to see. Well, that's true. I mean, I think it's something that applies to many people who come to Luxembourg, just an opportunity to get out and see different parts of it and to meet people actually from Luxembourg and and integrate in that way. It's It's a great opportunity for people to do that, which I guess has been, obviously, as you mentioned, challenged uh, over the past couple of uh, couple of months, w- what have you got, uh, and what kind of, you know, what kind of challenges has COVID and all that kind of thing uh, presented to you, and how are you overcoming that? 
Well, imagine we do human contact interaction. Sure, I know. It's, <laughs> so it's been crazy. But <laughs> it has also been interesting because, you know, in the, in the beginning of the quarantine, what we did was get together very often over Zoom to brainstorm on how we could transform this live experience into activities or ideas where we didn't we don't have to have like physical contact sure and so depending on the restrictions um we, we we're not doing activities inside the foyers for now mm -hmm. but we go out and you know to be outdoors is one big solution and it's fun and it's it you know fulfills all the objectives and also we're we're now working on a social media platform uh which is not ready yet, so I can't tell you much about it, but we're very excited about because it's a social media platform to create this virtual space of intercultural dialogue connecting people virtually. So that will be coming up soon, I hope, uh, in, in the next month, in the January, February. We're working hard on that. Fantastic. And what is the refugee situation in Luxembourg? Well, that's a question we get asked a lot. Um, I, I brought my little notes here because mm -hmm. it's it's data and it's data that, you know, our volunteers and people ask. So we, my colleague Sarah put together, compiled, I think, the, our most frequently asked questions. Um, uh, before I, I say that, I just want to say that the reason I'm here is because we are in a fundraising campaign mm -hmm. and we are looking not only for funds and donations, but also for volunteers, for for new subscribers to our newsletter. Our website is onshamish.lu and you can also find us on Facebook or Instagram in Miavelen Yish Onshamish Weisen. <laughs> we'll put it on our Facebook yes. page. <laughs> and if not, .lu, it's, it might be easier to remember. So we need volunteer, we need support, we need funds, we need collaborations, subscribers, everything. You're invited to come and connect with and us. And talking about volunteers and the work that they would do, what would that be? Well, um, you come out with us, you accompany uh, the, the sortie, Uh, you experience the the cultural event that we're doing. I mean, if it's, you know, going to a museum, going to a movie, then we watch the movie. We watch the, we look at the exhibit. We listen to the concert and then we'll have coffee and talk about it. But we have some other collaborations that I find lovely. Uh, for example, with the Mudam Museum, we've developed something called Two by Two Dialogues. Mm -hmm. And so with each main exhibition that they open, the museum will pair One refugee and one Luxembourger resident, actually, they'll, they'll create four pairs. And in four sessions, by, led by a cultural mediator of the museum, she will guide all, all, all the participants into how to look at contemporary art. How, what to look at, how to look, what do you see, what do you like? And she creates this conversation. And the project's very beautiful because it's not only about learning to observe or analyze contemporary art, but also to exchange each other's views on something that it's very often subjective, almost, subjective and, then, yeah. and intangible. And then the end product will be a text that each pair will collaboratively write together They will read it, it will get recorded, and then it'll be the, the voices will be published online with the images of the work of art that they have 
um, create it. So this, I love this kind of collaboration because it's not only one a one shot. It's actually four meetings where you talk about intangible, you know, magic and poetry, and and I think this creates a very profound connection and 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 in exchange. Uh, are there particular skill sets, languages, experience that you're looking for among your volunteers, or is it just people who? can get involved and, and have the time to do that? Well, people who want to get involved, people... The, the great thing is that the time commitment is not great. So it's not twice a week, every week. Mm -hmm. It's whenever you want, whenever any of our of our activities interest you, you sign up. Uh, of course, we, we look for people who are open and interested in, in um, respectful intercultural exchange. Mm -hmm. And are the refugees that you're working with, is it, is it adults, kids, teenagers? Who? Mostly young people and adults okay. because we, we think children, they're, they're on their integration path through school. Through schools, yeah. So right now we mostly work with uh, young adults and adults. Okay. Um, so back to the, to the data. Uh, in 2019, 79.5 million people were forcibly displaced because of a conflict or persecution. That's equal to 1% of the population. 40% of those forcibly displaced were kids. Between 2015 and 2019, about 4,600 refugees were granted asylum in Luxembourg out of 11,000 petitions. And they mostly come from Syria, Eritrea, Iraq, Afghanistan, Iran, Palestine, Turkey, and Yemen. So that's a little bit like, that's a very quick Fo fo photograph of, of the situation here in Luxembourg. So about 4,000? 4,000 granted mm -hmm. of 11,000 requests. Okay, and uh, is that a number that grows regularly or, or do people go out of the system and then more come in? How does it work? Well, I I saw the chart and from 2015, which is like where the moment started, where this um, issue started, It had been an average of 2,000 petitions, mm -hmm. but then last year and this year, because of the coronavirus, uh, it's half, sure, I think half down. of that. Yeah. And how long would the would the people in the system be in the foyers, and how long would it take for them to move out? It depends, and it's complicated. Sure. So there's there's a big foyer where it's like the the welcoming, the akoi foyer. And so they're there for just a few days, and it's kind of like a, a quick introduction and welcome to the new country. And then they move to a more permanent place mm -hmm. where they will stay. Um, there, there are two statuses when you're a refugee. Um, demandeur of asylum, so you're requesting asylum mm -hmm. or asylum grantee. Sure. So you're going to stay in one foyer while you're in the process Pending, of requesting. Yeah. And then when you have been granted, then you move into the process of hopefully getting a job and integrating into society and being placed in a more permanent uh, living situation, which here in Luxembourg is quite the challenge. Yeah, I can imagine there's, that. There's a housing crisis here. So. Sure. And I'm sure the work that you guys do goes a long way to helping that process move along as it, you know, you, you start to build a network and you start to know people uh, who are in society and who are already working here. And, you, you know, you just... Luxembourg is all about networks, yeah. I think. So the more the more people can do that, the easier it's going to be. Exactly. Uh, so if people want to find out more about you, about the work that you're doing, if they want to volunteer or if they want to donate, that so website So if they again. want to donate, please visit our website at onshemish.lu or 
our um, Facebook or Instagram profiles. If you look for Ons Hemisht online, you'll find it. Mia Wellen Jesch, Ons Hemisht Weisen, which means we want to show you our home, our land. And we have a newsletter, and the newsletter we only send once a month. It has a little data, and it has our activities. So we're not going to bombard you with, with a lot of stuff. Um, and uh, you can donate, you can sign up, or you can volunteer and start coming out to the movies with us or to the museum or doing fun things. Fantastic. Patricia, thanks so much for joining me this morning. Thank you so much for having me. No worries.